I know the fit's going to hit the shan for me wearing this hat, but God dag nabbit, it's a good hat. Next on MLR Weekly, infiltrating Free Jacks country with head coach Scott Matthew, Captain Josh Larson, plus Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick. Rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and... Lean and limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City, but not for long because I'm headed into the bunker, the mint, if you will, of the New England Free Jacks. But first, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick. John, what do you got Chicago Hounds, they've announced the signing of USA International Scrum Half, Michael Basca. Basca spent last season in France in the Pro D2, but he returns to MLR. He previously spent time with the Utah Warriors and Nola Gold. And Pro D2, I hope he has a new hairdo because he's always got good ones that I'm jealous of. Next! Chicago also announced the signing of Block Duke Krishnan. Duke is the first Malaysian player to play in MLR. And he's the great nephew of Duke Ellington. Next! Rugby New York, excuse me, New York Iron Workers have announced the sign, the re-signing of Pongo Paini. Pongo missed much of last season, but it looks like he might be in line to take your old job, Matt. Pongo Pongo Hakma Haini is a legend on and off the pitch. You're right, he could take my job in a second, but he's having too much fun on the pitch. Next! San Diego Legion, they've announced the return of USA International fly half Will Hooley. Hooley was injured a little bit last season, but he's back with San Diego for 2023. The future, James Bond, the dashing Will Hooley. Great in the broadcast booth, but he can put that on hold for now because he's back on the pitch. Great pickup next. The Toronto Arrows have released new jerseys for the 2023 season. More of a traditional, classic, typical Canadian look. Blue and white. Looks good. Solid. How do you know what a typical Canadian look is? That is insulting. You're not Canadian. That's insulting. Eh? Next! Rugby ATL. They've unveiled some new rebranding. Brand new logos, some new colors. They're green, they're peach, they're blue. Wild times in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. I think the Rattlers are a team that should be watched. They could sneak up on you and strike at any moment. Next! Matt, that's all I got. All right, and that is this week's Rugby Mornings Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick. Thank you, John. All right, don't go away because we have more. We have the captain of the New England Free Jacks, Josh Larson, right after this. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly, as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy. Not in New York City, but in Free Jacks country. That's right, Quincy, Massachusetts, at the Mint, with Captain Josh Larson of the Free Jacks. Josh, good to see you. Matt, great to see you. Thanks for having me on. That's Absolutely. Mate, quickly, the hat suits you. Looks really good. Where'd you get it? You know why I'm wearing this Woodgy hat, Josh? Why is that, Matt? Because I can be bought. Very simple. And you guys are on avant-garde, outside-the-box thinking club, realizes the value of buying me out. I love that. All right? Good stuff, mate. Yeah. 
Go free Jackson, would you? Go free Jackson, love that. You heard it here right. first. Go Edit free that Jackson. out, Johnny, or I'm going to get killed when I get back to New York. That's why I got the hero to villain shirt too, because New York fans might be a little bit ticked off. But hey, this is all good stuff. This yep. is a great new facility. You guys are on the up and up. Last year, very successful year, ten wins in a row. You had a gut wrenching loss. One gut-wrenching loss away from the championship against Seattle. How do you feel? What's the, what's the, what's the carryover, if any? Is it positive? Is it, how do you handle it? Yeah. You are the incumbent captain, after all. Yeah, I mean, that, that loss still stings a bit, to be honest. But, yeah, no, that, I mean, that, not making that hurt, especially after the season we had. But, look, like, I think we were really proud of where we went. But uh, we were really reflective on, like, where we, where, what went wrong, you know? What did go wrong? Well, I... I I mean, good question. Like, we, we sort of sat down as like a leadership and, and coaching group and just sort of said, and sort of said, look, where are some areas that we could get a lot better at? And just especially in that later half of the season, you know, it's always been a challenge of ours to, to make sure that, you know, we've got all these road games on the, on, at the start, where we're at in that circumstance and coming home really doing a strong stretch. I think we probably just, around our bye weeks and stuff, to be honest with you, we probably... I don't know how well we attack those in, in terms of uh, preparation and, and yeah, just just getting that, that balance right of having some time off as well as coming in. So I think we're better prepared for that this year, mate. Um, but, yeah, also just obviously New York played them three times, you know, saying so like maybe... That familiarity. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we knew they had some big guns coming in and stuff so like that. So, yeah, like I said, that still stings. But I think just doing some reflection, we've brought in a few different changes here. Um, that we're that we're looking at to just keep us rolling throughout the year, and um, yeah, I'm excited where we're going to go this year. And you also had that odd scheduling quirk where you guys played three regular season games against each other, right? And then yeah, and yeah. Then, you, then in the playoffs. Yeah, we also had the round 18 against, right. then the bye, and then played them again. So yeah. that's I mean that's fine. That 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 is what it is. But um, yeah, like I said, that that really still hurts. But I think we'll park that and we'll revisit it. But I I, I know there's some few boys here still real hurting from that. You got Quatrin, Cole Keith, Spencer Jones, yeah. and Lesage, yeah. all from the Arrows. It's a pretty, yeah. pretty significant move with these players coming. In. No, it is. It is. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, it's it's kind of close to the home, being on the East Coast out here for them, and and they, they love it. They you know they want it. a lot of them want to come to to America and, and experience American culture and stuff. And I think uh, what a better place in Boston, eh? Like, and now you got your it. brother Travis is in now Toronto, with Toronto, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. What's so. that? What's what's that going to be like? It's good. I get to play him twice a year. Dad's coming over. That's always nice. So he's actually planning to come over during that uh, Toronto-Boston matchup in in, uh, in Boston, which would be cool. So the second one. So that's cool. I think that's like a salute to service day and stuff. So it'd be a good one for Dad to come. Um, but it's cool. I mean, I, I yeah, obviously chat with him a lot. We've probably got to keep uh, keep tactics a little bit intact now since we're based on the East Coast. Um, but he's confident, mate. He's, he's saying – I think people are writing off Toronto. So – well, not writing them off, you know. They're well, just – yeah, they've, I mean, they've changed. Same. I guess they've changed their their mantra somewhat because yeah. they were developing. So you got you got two thirds of their promising young front row with you with you guys now and Cole Keith, and yeah, sure. and and Quat and Q. Yeah, yeah, Quatrin. Yeah. So I was a lot, a lot of good players. I mean, Toronto's done really well, like with with their youth programs. I know the area's done a lot, and I think for rugby Canada, it's good getting these guys. I mean, these guys like Colin, that that you know they they might want it to change now, and like right. but we can provide it for them. There's an opportunity now for some younger guys. So from a rugby Canada perspective, I'm really happy with it because you know you get guys getting up now into into the big ranks and stuff like that. So it's all right, it's minute, exciting. Aren't aren't you Canadian? Because folks at home yeah. are hearing a Kiwi accent. So. <laughs> he was places. Uh, we're going to be right back with a quiz of Canada <laughs> about Canadian stuff with Josh Larson, the incumbent captain of the New England Free Jacks. Right after this.
If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back with the incumbent captain of the Free Jacks, Mr. Josh Larson. Josh, we left uh, the audience with a cliffhanger. Yeah. And we're going to quiz you on your Canadianism-ism. All right? All right, mate. Okay. Because you were born in Canada. Born in Canada. In British Columbia. Columbia. Yep, right? British Columbia. Vancouver Island. All right. So that's a province, right? British Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. So how many provinces in Canada? There are 10, actually, Matt, Ooh, if you don't know that. Ooh, okay. So Smarty pants. Yeah. And uh, actually three territories. Oh, you just oh, out. Oh. There you are. Oh, now he's, now he's showing off. How many uh, NHL teams were the original in the original setup of the league when it started? Uh, NHL teams, six, Name six originals. Uh, okay, let's go. Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, Detroit Red Wings, uh, New York Rangers, I believe, uh, Pittsburgh, eh. Philadelphia, eh. Um, Ottawa, eh. Oh, yeah, Chicago Blackhawks. And? And, uh... Oh, man. Oh, like, how could you... Everybody in Canada is going to be on you for this, especially those that <laughs> speak French. Stitch up here. Oh, yeah, sorry, Montreal Canadiens. Oh, how do you forget? Oh, sorry, yeah, the Habs. Yeah, 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 the Habs, he's, well, he's under fire, ladies and yeah, gentlemen, yeah. so you would have you would fall under this pressure, too. <laughs> uh, what does a 2022 Josh Larson say to a 2023 Josh Larson? What... What have you learned? What do you think of your tweaks that you might m implement in this coming season? Got to go three and out against New York. And, and, I hate New York. And how do you welcome in the new faces? It's good. So we got, yeah. Um, Is there well, like Canadian a guys or something? Or? Hey? No, no, no. I mean, we, we had a good get-together. We got our mini-team, as you can see, the cup there. Yes. The mini-team cup. This thing is a, an incentive thing to sure. keep you guys competitive during the season. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we'll use it for conditioning games. We'll use it for weekly quizzes. Um, ju just sort of anything we can create a bit of competition, which massive on. Who do you hate losing more to, Toronto or New York? Uh, New York. I just, I do. I, th I feel like... It's that I feel rivalry. Like it's that rivalry. People in the community here really care, like I said. And also, there's just been some more meaningful games of lately. Like, take the rivalry out of it. There's been more meaningful games of us going against New York at crucial times of the season yeah. that I feel that, you know what I mean? And they won it last year as well. So that's yeah. the thing. I mean, respect, they're a great team. All right, final thoughts yeah. on, the, on the campaign. What, what's success? What's, what's not success? Yeah, so I think I think success is we've got to go one further. I, I I think we're here to win it this year and mean that. But like I said, I, I think it's just um, just throughout the year it's it's being patient. It's 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 understanding where we're at. Um, like last year we won ten on the row, which was great and stuff. But like I said, I think in some of those changes we could have sort of fumbled it a bit at the end. In all honesty, but it's also like I said some key matchups. I, I think I think New York's going to probably be the the best team in the East. They're they're looking really outstanding. Um, they're going to be our biggest. Client. I see what you're doing there. I see. You see, he's. This is psychological warfare right now, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Larson is the king of psychological <laughs> warfare. Now, there's going to be some good teams, obviously, like DC and that. So I think, obviously, uh, I think uh, winning home games is important. We're trying to create this Fort Quincy here. That that's a huge thing. So success looks like that for us. Um, obviously, starting well, a lot of away games to start. So I think balancing those up, and and, it, and it's fine, you know. If, if there's a point in the season we're just tracking really nicely and time it runs to the final. I think it's success. But yeah, we're here to win it. I think that's that's our main goal. And um, but also, uh, 
I think off the field as well, like community. I think we've got a bunch of good guys here this year, and I think we're growing this community here and uh, not sound too boring and stuff, but I like, no, really want to grow, grow, grow rugby in, in, in New England and stuff. And we can get five, 6,000 out here this year. I think that's what looks, success looks like. Yeah. More kids playing the game and stuff, but that and bring the MLR Championship to New England. Well, I can say, and without lying, because I lie a lot, that this is one of the best rugby environments I've seen uh, anywhere. And Thanks, you got to come to a match here. It's great. Uh, you'll, you won't be disappointed. The Fan Fest, everything is exactly what we need in the American rugby space. If we could duplicate this thing 12 times or 13 times at Miami next year, it would be great. Yeah. Josh, thank you for your time. Awesome. Best wishes for the season. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate right. it. We'll see you then. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Back with Scott Matthew, that's it, right? The head coach of the New England Free Jacks. Coach, good to see you. You too, man. Uh, it's been an off season after a very good season for you guys. Yeah. You had a ten-game winning streak, and but for a hard loss against New York, you would have been in the league final against the Sea Sea Wolves. What have you learned? A lot. Um, I think. I think the key thing is for us was. You know, we had that great season. I think it was it was it was unexpected by a lot of people. You know, just to have us go that well. Um, and I think, to a large extent, when we look back at the season, it was a, a case of we probably weren't there yet to to get into the final and and, and go all you the way. You had a ten game winning streak. We did, but if you look at those ten games, uh, you know, most of them were won within seven points. You know, really tight. So you're saying lot. you're the Minnesota Vikings? <laughs> of- <laughs> no, definitely not that. Um, but I, I just think that there was lessons to be learned, and I think lessons to be learned in um, just uh, you know gathering more leadership, gathering more uh, cohesion, uh, refining our, our, the way we play, and being having a bit more variation. I think we were really intentional about just being effective last year, mm. and uh, that got us a long way. But I, I never thought that it was it was going to be the season where we we put all everything to get, put everything together. So. It, it kind of was, uh, when I reflect back on it, a great season. Um, but I always felt there, you know, we've got a, a year two plan, a year three plan, and that was still the first year of the plan. So that's, so you're, what you'd say is you're ahead of schedule. I, I think so, man. I, I, I just think uh, we probably just overachieved a bit in, in year one. Uh, I think sometimes you've got to look at it uh, from without uh, a wins and losses perspective, but actually just look at what's been built in the team and what culture you're developing and what, how you play in the game and, and what you had planned, to, you had planned to, to achieve and set out and how you wanted to play and then kind of separate yourself from the wins and losses. Sure. For I know we never really do, but uh, you've got to do that when you've, when you've got a three-year plan. You know, there's, there's a clear process that you want to follow. 
Um, and I don't think we were ready. I mean, uh, the, the, only, the only improvement that you can make in terms of what you did on the pitch is to make the final and then win the final. So yeah. you're pretty close in year one of that plan. I think so. Look, look, we, we close. I think that the key thing from the beginning was so, so last year was really to be really effective in how we how we uh, played. I think the big thing was also to get a, a squad, a bigger squad, so that we can handle you know uh, injuries and things like that. I think what we've done this year is that we've really been intentional about our recruitment to get uh, more depth. No, no. So that, I think that that's part of part of the the, the intention there. Really start to look at uh, how we develop our our North American base you know because i think that the league's going to be probably a bit stricter on on, on foreign foreign spots going ahead I, I don't, I, we don't know but we just want to be uh aligned to making sure that you know we've got our our, our eyes dotted and our, our teeth you know, it's a long season right and yeah. it's a contact sport so you're going to have guys that need time off for injury sure. you're going to have guys that need time off just to get them some time off and with that, you're pretty stacked at certain positions in particular. Number nine, mm. right? You've got three yeah. solid scrum halves. And in the back row, yeah. you've got arguably the best back row in the league. How do you keep these guys happy? Man, like I really believe, and I think part of what's been so successful here is, 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 the, is the, the, aside from rugby. You know, I think a lot of teams will focus all the efforts on the rugby element but if I, I genuinely believe if, if you're not focusing as much effort in in how you build culture and how you build belonging then you're missing you're missing missing everything i mean guys professional rugby players not only when they come to the states they not only want to improve they want to know that they're going to get better but they also want to have an experience where they get they know they're going to be in an environment that is going to support them. It's going to care for them. It's they, and then that they can enjoy. So I think a lot of our efforts go into doing that, and that's uh, a variety of things that we put. Oh, put you in are place. you are dodging this question. Well, <laughs> not, not, no, no. I, th I think we just we, so we've got a rugby uh, process. We have leaders across all our rugby areas, but we got the same thing on the culture side. So we want we we've got guys that are in charge of uh, shared experiences. Okay. We've got guys that are in charge of. Um, uh, mini teams and we've um, got this cup you've got the mini team trophy here so uh we have um and, and it's a concept that is that is used in, in teams uh, uh, across the world um but we like we would like to think that we take it to the next level so it's an in-stadium i mean an in-season uh, thing yeah. to keep the guys competitive exactly and, and the comp competition is, is one of the key pillars of, of of what we're about you know we recruit guys that are highly competitive that's one of the key things that we're looking for so this just drives that that same agenda for us and you know, we get really creative about the competitions that we're having and, and that can that can range from on-field stuff and it can can be quizzes it can be any type of competition for, the, for this cup for that but cup. i hear the prizes are good the prize is awesome well can you give us an example well last year what do we have to turn the camera off you don't have to turn the camera off. It's a, the, 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 the more the guys know about the prizes, the, the, the greater the competition. You know, you, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Last yeah. year, the boys went on a crazy yacht cruise or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, and we wanted to make sure... Was it Eric Anderson's yacht? Because he looks like a yacht model. <laughs> no, but I, I, the, the big thing was for us is that we wanted to make the prizes on these things really big so that the next year, guys come back and they're going, oh, hey. oh well, yeah. last year... Um, 
So, and, and it's just an awesome way of just comp always being able to generate energy and generate competition in your environment. Man, I, 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 we just re we really process driven. Like I, I know it's a boring answer to, to, to give you, um, but we just know if we get the right guys in the room and we work our balls off like, like we have been and we, and we just continue with the plan, which is just getting a little bit more variation in our, in our game and creating more, more cultural element to our uh, off the field stuff that we're just going to keep improving. Yeah, and and that's good enough for me. That that's well, what we want to be on. It's working and I, and so far. I, I think it's, it's it's stable, man. We you know I, I keep saying to to to, to guys is, is is we're not just um, building, uh, we're not building uh, just a team. Yeah, you know it's it's about the, it's about a it's about a franchise. It's about a club. You know how are under 18s doing? How are our collegiate guys who've just gone down and, and won the collegiate championships? I mean, these are all things we've been putting in place and getting uh, um, just cohesion amongst coaches that right. from, from, from the amateur to right. these guys all kind of getting on the same plan. This is how we play. This is how we want to play. And I, we, you know, we've spent time with these guys here and coaching, uh, coaching so seminars. So wait a minute, are you telling me that an MLR team is developing players that could actually represent the Eagles at some point? <laughs> Maybe Canada, if you, if you look at the Free Jacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I think a key point for that is is that some, I think it's, it's very, uh, I don't know if it's naive to measure uh, how many American players you have now. I think the key thing is to measure how many guys we're going to have in five, ten years' time. And I think well, that's what we're doing. So you might not see it in the, in, in the team now. You've seen your Cam Davidovitz, your Zach Bastries, and these guys. Um, and we've got a larger uh, Canadian influence. But... Uh, what we're doing at under 18, you know, what we're doing with the collegiate stuff, how we're trying to create a pipeline towards and the And that was the, uh, the, the uh, NCR All-Star competition yeah. down in Houston. Yeah, and they did great, man. We had seen the three sides there. Yeah. Um, and the, great the experiences. It is, and they've won it two years in a row now. But I just, I just think what, what we're doing in the back room staff for coaches, but for the players too. I mean, we've got a, whole, a, a lot of those guys joining us for training, and they did so in the North American camp, um, which happened in November. And if we just create that pipeline, I think you, you, it's a better judge on, on how many American guys you're producing, I think, in the next four years or next five years than it is just to say, look now and go, oh, well, uh, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Coach, I'm wearing the Woogie hat, which Ooh. is the mascot for the New England Free Jacks and a controversial mascot because you never see Alex Magleby and Woogie in the same place at the same time. So I'm convinced that Woogie is indeed Alex Magleby. theory. I like it. Is that, can I you, like the hat, by the way. It looks really good on you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you comment at all on this uh, growing no, conspiracy? No comment. No comment. That just feeds the conspiracy. But let's talk about John Bradshaw, Layfield. Oh, the man. Co-host on uh, The Rugby Odds. This hat will give him fuel to attack me. What do you say to that? What do you say to the despicable John Bradshaw, Layfield, who was not loyal to your team because he came up here? Didn't he speak to your guys? He spoke to us. And he got a jersey, and now he picks against you all the time. Maybe he's just doing that just to uh, encourage us to be, be, be more on edge, you know? Um, You're giving him credit for being somewhat intelligent. and I, I just, the fact he spoke to the boys, uh, he gave a real impassioned speech, and I think we won that game. Yeah. It's a win's a win. Um, <laughs> so we got one notch on the column with, with, with JBL, so uh, hopefully next year we'll get another one, eh? Is there one thing that last year you say, oh, God, I wish I had to do that over again? I didn't really have uh, – we like, uh, I think the best thing that someone said to me, uh, asked me a question, he said, well, what's your, fa what's your favorite failure? 
and it's always resonated with me like oh that's that's an awesome way to look at it that's a good and, question. and I, I probably need a bit more time to reflect on what was my favorite failure from last year but I, I like to think that a lot of those things uh, there were just so many learnings across the season and I thought to pick out one it'd be hard to say that there was no isolated incident that I'd go sure we really got that that one wrong you know mm. It's quite in-depth. Uh, like, uh, like I'm one of those we'll guys another, that we'll have need show. like time yes. to like let that marinate. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're on the internet, coach, so yeah. it's not. We don't. People have the attention span of gnats. But I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were lots. There were lots of learnings last year. But right. yeah. Fair enough, coach. Thank you for coming on. Awesome. Much appreciated. Great facility you guys have here at the Mint. Right? Yep. It is the mint, and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on, yeah, man. It's it's right. really great to actually do the show here. It's a uh, it's our new home. The players are so pumped about it, and they got the, lots of energy flowing in here, so it's great. Beware the free jacks. Thank you, Coach Scott Matthew. And on that note, we're out of time. What a great show it was. Thank you, free jacks. Thank you, Scott Matthew. Thank you, Josh Larson. Thank you, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other episodes, including the Rugby Odds. The College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.